Welcome back. Hi. I'm Elisa. I'm Justine. And we are the Murder, Murder Sisters. Sisters. Happy Valentine's Day. And to you. Thank you. <laughs> Today is episode number 10. 10. Woo. I feel like we made it. Yeah, we said that. I remember it feels just like yesterday that we were saying this about episode five. And now here we are. <laughs> episode 10. I know Justine wanted to like, she was all, we should get a cake or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, how about for our 100th episode? And it's just for us. Just, yeah. yeah. But I think I do want to get us a cake for our 100th episode. Just to And maybe by then we'll have an Instagram and can mm-hmm. share some photos. Who yeah. knows? Who knows where this may lead? Yeah, I think we're going to, we'll move over to the Instagram and all of that social media stuff after we get more people listening. So, so if you want to see content from us, subscribe, share, tell everyone. Yeah. So today's episode, we're going to stick to the Valentine's Day theme. We're going to do a Valentine's Day murder. And this one's going to be more of like a mini episode. The case is just shorter. So it's just going to be a little bit shorter than our typical length for our podcast, but that's okay. Today, the case that we are going to be covering is the unsolved murders of Stephanie Hart Grizel and Nick Kunselman. And that occurred in 2000 on February 14th. And the murders are also referred to as the Subway murders or the Columbine Valentine's Day sweetheart murders. That is the longest <laughs> I know name it goes for a murder. From the shortest, the Subway murders. Yeah. Or, and that's Subway, the sandwich shop. And you'll Not, hear why. Yeah. Justine, do you have anything more to add before I dive in? I don't think so. Yeah. Right. I'm glad we're back to our I know, regular regularly schedule. scheduled podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I'll just jump right in. Stephanie Hart Grizel was 16 at the time of her murder, and her boyfriend Nick Kunzelman was 15 at the time of his murder. Both kids were survivors of the Columbine shooting that had taken place like less than a year prior to their murders. Wow. So Columbine was a big, big tragedy. Big, big, yeah. And then to have something like this, like the murder of murders of two teenagers for seemingly no reason not even a year after Mm -hmm. it's just a lot for this little small town in Colorado that normally did not see that kind of violence yeah the two had been dating for two years when they were murdered and they were described by pretty much everybody family friends as being like high school sweethearts and they were both sophomores attending Columbine High School And that was in Colorado, like I said. And Stephanie loved poetry. And Nick was a champion junior disc golf player. Oh, cool. I I thought that was really cool. I've tried disc golf with (laughs) you. It's really hard. It's hard. I know. It's a lot of arm, upper body. Like, oh, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is really, really fun. The two of them really connected over their love for art and music. So Mm -hmm. they were both very artsy kind of free spirit type, really good kids. And according to friends and family, Stephanie and Nick really leaned on each other in the time following the Columbine shooting. And they were pretty much helping one another move past the tragedy that took 12 of their fellow classmates and friends' lives, as well as one teacher's life. By all accounts, the two were, like I said, a happy couple. They were in love. They had no known enemies and were overall very good kids who were 
said to be inseparable. One of Stephanie's cousins said that Stephanie had a lot of friends. She loved school. She loved swimming and was just overall a really good kid. And one of Nick's friends and coworkers said that Nick was a really nice kid and made time to say hi and ask how everyone was doing. And he like genuinely cared to know how yeah. people were doing. So they were just good kids. Mm-hmm. Just good, good people. Good kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't into trouble. They just liked the arts and to hang out with each other. <laughs> In January of 2000, Nick had started a new part-time job working as a sandwich maker at the local subway which was down the street from the high school. Like I said, he started in January. Oh, so he was like new. New. Okay. And by February, like Nick's manager quickly realized what a reliable and responsible kid Nick was. So by by February, he was allowing Nick to close up the shop by himself. Age 15? So he had like, yeah, he was 15. Wow. So he worked there for like a month and had key holder. Whoa, impressive. Responsibilities. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I don't know, like me at 15, I'm like, I don't think anybody would trust me to lock anything up. No (laughs) way. Yeah. But I was a different kid. So he was, like I said, a million times, he was a good kid, good head on his shoulders. And Nick and Stephanie both seemed to stay away from trouble. Yet trouble still somehow found them and took their lives. On the night, February 13th, 2000, Nick had the closing shift And according to classmates who were in the shop that night, Nick had been waiting on a customer just before 10 p.m., which is when the kids had left the sandwich shop. So according to those students, the shop closed around 10 p.m. They left a little before 10 p.m. and there was still one customer being helped by Nick at that time. Okay. So it was just before closing time. I can't believe they're open that late for sandwiches. And like... And like, who's going to I don't be know all, that this would happen now. Mm-hmm. I hope it wouldn't. But like, you never want to leave one person. On this particular night, Stephanie, who her mom said was already in her pajamas or PJams, as I call them, <laughs> um, and had told her mom that she was going to work on some homework and then go to bed. But unfortunately, that was not what Stephanie did. Stephanie. I know. Instead, Stephanie snuck out and drove her car to the subway parking lot to wait for Nick to get off work. And then she was going to drive him home. So according to Stephanie's mom, Kelly, Stephanie had not been known to sneak out like that. But it it could be the only reason she found out that she snuck out that night was because she happened to get murdered. So true, Elisa. I didn't even think of that. She's like, though, that she's never done this before. Even though even sneaking out is to go give your boyfriend a ride home is yeah. still so innocent. Yeah, it is. And she's like, I'm going to do homework. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm just going to give my boyfriend a ride home. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think Stephanie sneaking out was as simple as Stephanie, Stephanie just wanting to hang out with Nick. They weren't up to no good. They weren't going to go smoke or yeah. drink or anything. It was just like she wanted to see him and give him a ride home. And which- it was a new job, so it might have like... I always think a couple who are attached at the hip and one of them gets this new job. And yeah. You're taking away from me. So I'll just give you a ride home or yeah, whatever. Yeah, to hang out yeah. so they can spend time together. Yeah, yeah. And apparently Nick's coworker said that Stephanie was known to show up at work and kind of hang out with Nick while he closed. Okay. So I don't know if that's because they had been closing with him at some times or 
if Nick just shared that information. But, oh, yeah. Maybe, but yeah. Okay. the coworker said that was something that she was known to do. And so it sounds like she might have been sneaking yeah, out. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. if she was known to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of Nick's coworkers said that he happened to drive by the subway shop on, you know, February 14th, a little after midnight. That was a couple hours after Stephanie had driven to the subway to hang out with Nick and give him a ride home. And the coworker said that he noticed that the lights were still on in the store. This was not typical. So he decided to stop at the shop to see what was going on. Like maybe Nick forgot to turn the lights off before he left or something. Yeah. But he so he stopped at the shop to enter the store and see what happened and then from there, Justine will take it away. All right. <laughs> I got you right up to I know. <laughs> so he stopped at Subway. And like Elisa said, this was shortly after midnight on Valentine's Day of 2000. After the employee had noticed the lights, he grew concerned, grew more curious maybe, and stopped at the restaurant. He entered the Subway restaurant Not sure. I'm assuming it was unlocked. He entered and he found both Nick and Stephanie deceased behind the counter from gunshot wounds. That same morning, Valentine's morning, when Stephanie's mother woke up, she saw her daughter's car was gone, which was odd. And then she turned on the morning news and the headline, like the major news flash headline of the day was that two young students were shot dead at the local subway. And it was the same subway where Stephanie's boyfriend worked. And then that's when Stephanie's mom saw her car in front of the subway shop on the news. What a horrible I know. way to find out that your daughter had been murdered. Yeah. Like, Isn't it crazy? That's horrible. So that's she's like putting two and two together and figures. Yeah, that would be shocking and like so hard to make sense of in your and your head. Yeah, and you're probably also thinking, like, why has nobody come to notify me? Like, why is this blasted on the news and nobody has yeah. tried to contact me? Or it? you're thinking, maybe she's maybe not. Maybe it isn't her. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a friend and she was just, go- or maybe it was her boyfriend. She's just going to see mm-hmm. him. But she did think this has to be my daughter. It just was too odd. And uh, when police interviewed witnesses in the area around the time that the two were suspected to be killed, they reported all uh, multiple witnesses reported seeing a young white male. He looked to be between the age of 16 and 20 years, clean shaven. His height was described at around 5'7 to 5'8 and his weight was around 150 to 170 pounds. He was wearing blue jeans, a black jacket with red liner and or red shirt, white tennis shoes, and a black ball cap. This description is incredibly detailed, and for multiple people to witness this person and be able to recall his appearance is pretty um, yeah. amazing. Because usually witnesses like remember things differently. They'll have different... Like, even if it's something as simple as, like, the hair color or the clothing color or... Yeah. So, yeah. for all of them to have the same description. Is- mm-hmm. And just to notice him and... Yeah, because I'll talk about it a little later, but it seems like a lot of younger kids hang out... I used to hang out in that area. It seemed like kind of this 
subway area was like the hot spot for yeah, hanging out. But kind know. of like the bad hot spot. Ooh. I'll just I'll tell more okay. about that. So uh, a composite sketch was made and released to the public. And I searched for the sketch and came across two sketches. So there are two sketches made. And I don't know what the circumstances behind having the two. It might just be different sketch artists yeah and just trying yeah Mm -hmm. and but they were pretty similar to each other like one of them has more of a square jawline the other one literally looks like a baby boy with a baseball cap oh my god i'm like oh is that a baby yes like a baseball cap. babies know how to use a gun i guess so i guess in this town so the other yeah one of them looks with a jawline looks a little like he could be in that age range, Not the other one, I swear, looks like he's very young. They do have similar features. They have this like longer bridge. They're, the bridge of their nose is both mm-hmm. long and they have kind of like the squintier eyes. Okay. And same sort of like small mouth based on my own observation. So within days following the murders, Subway put a reward out towards finding the killer of these two kids that were gunned down in their sandwich shop. Two large wooden crosses were also put outside of the subway to memorialize the murder victims. They were like five feet tall each. The Friday following the murder on February 19th, Stephanie and Nick were buried side by side at Mount Lindo Cemetery. And I found an image of their tombstone. It's like, I don't know, granite, a granite bench or marble, probably granite. Granite, probably. Uh, And it has both of their names with their birth date and then their death date of february 14th and the top of the tombstone reads together in peace forever and it kind of reminds me of a like love tragedy you know just for february 14th yeah and then their names are there together and like very romeo and Julietish. but this is innocent teens that were just like killed in cold blood on valentine's day so it's just really heartbreaking I clicked through to the next photo just to like see if there's more and there's actually this other huge granite sculpture and there's some etchings in it and it, one is an alien holding a guitar on one side and then the other one is like what looks like it's a rose riding a skateboard holding a guitar very like just artsy and cool so I I thought that really showed a lot of her personality in this memorial burial area Mm -hmm. Uh, the police tried to get a moving on finding the murderer because uh, elisa said the city was still recovering from the mass shooting and there was another murder of an 11 year old boy earlier that same month that nick and stephanie were killed and so everyone was like what is going on it went from a pretty low crime yeah and just kind of to and it's all like these young like young victims the city was needing really this murder to be solved to bring some sense of safety to the community. And immediately in their investigation, a murder-suicide theory was ruled out. And then because there was like nothing taken from the register, nothing was taken. So they then eliminated the possibility of a robbery. And then there were there was, I guess, leads on a possible jealousy thing. I don't know what that involved, but they mm-hmm. followed that up and it seemed to go no nowhere either. Mm-hmm. There were cameras at the subway shop, but the footage didn't capture anything useful or... Of yeah. course. I know. Do cameras... I mean, like, sometimes they do, but... 
Yeah. There are so many situations where it's like, oh, the cameras were broken yeah. on that day. Or And then I, I also read somewhere that they weren't working. So I don't know. They weren't of any help. That you, whether they were working or not, they didn't help. And the, actually, the interesting thing about this murder location, like I was mm-hmm. saying, has a huge history of police activity there. There were calls about juvenile delinquency, drug activity, liquor offenses. Not even sure what that What, what does that, that mean? Is. Like a drunk in public? May, that's what I was kind of thinking. Okay. Theft, fire calls, domestic disturbances. And it was actually proven that the subway itself was used to sell drugs out of the back door. What? There was like high drug activity there and they somehow were able to prove that it wasn't corroborated this next part wasn't corroborated but you know it was rumored that nick and stephanie had been recreational drug users i don't know and i don't know what drug that would be but the drugs that were said to be sold at mm-hmm. subway were meth weed oh my god cocaine yeah okay, so that's not like that's hardcore that's very hard hard drugs and hard it's uh, okay not a very safe subway no especially you shouldn't be giving a 15 year old closing duties if it's like a drug act i wonder do you think nick knew i don't know that's the thing i'm like i don't know if nick would know because he seemed pretty innocent they both seemed like just the most innocent kids but like we've said before sometimes people don't really know what's going on yeah that's true like that one couple i always think about this like that one couple that looked so perfect and then they did meth together and got lost in the snow and both oh, died yeah. and like no, like nobody knew that they were doing meth at all and like they had no history so it's just yeah so i guess you do never know and yeah and when people some people are susceptible to addiction and yeah. if you try try once then maybe and who knows, maybe Nick, Nick didn't know and like somebody showed up to get drugs. And, and that's another like, possibility. Yeah. That's a very, another very. He's like, hot. what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then things went bad from there. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're having drug activity. Nothing good can come of that. No. Yeah. So although it seems that drugs were had or some kind of illegal activity was the motive for the murders, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to believe because he's who would kill two kids over yeah. drugs or uh, i don't did know did you mention sorry did you mention whether the cash register was emptied no i said it was not okay sorry. yeah no that was one the first thing they well second thing they ruled out first they ruled out the um murder suicide mm-hmm. and then there was literally nothing stolen so which they, is weird mm-hmm. but also they wouldn't have known if there were drugs there. So the drugs could have been oh, stolen. Yeah. That's what I'm like. Well, they're like, leave the cash. I'll just take the drugs. Yeah. And like the drug money could have been somewhere else. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a shady subway that I wouldn't want to go to. Totally. It sounds like it's a scary place. I would not want to be working there at 15 Mm-mm. late at night by myself. Hell no. And it was very irresponsible of the owner or manager or whatever to have him do that. So, yeah, the police are, like, quick to say, we think it might possibly, probably be related to drugs because there's just nothing else. There's no other possible reason why these kids would be killed. And then also the person nearby seemed to look, like, young. And that just seems like something a young kid, a young punk would do. 
So the yeah, the police really did everything to follow. They followed up on every lead. They traveled out of state to follow up on some of the mm-hmm. leads. They just tried their best as their small police department. Yeah, I mean that other murder of the eleven-year-old boy still isn't solved to this day. God. And now this murder with Nick and Stephanie still to this day Yikes. is unsolved. I do want to say the owner of the subway was later fined for violating child labor laws. Oh, OK. He, so there are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that, too. I knew that, too, because I. <sighs> well, I knew it because it's part of my story. But I was like, surely they have laws now. So he was just breaking the laws. I'm like, duh. I know that. I had to study that for taking my phr oh my god like, you know it's all coming back to yeah me. but then we were also thinking oh maybe back I then i thought it was a really long time ago like in my head 2000 seems like it was like in the 80s or 70s yeah. or something <laughs> but i yeah apparently there were child labor laws even into the year 2000 oh my god <laughs> and so he was held responsible to a certain extent he was fined nineteen thousand dollars and the reason being, he let Nick, at age 15, close a restaurant alone at night. While Stephanie's mom filed a wrongful death suit against Subway for mm-hmm. knowing about drug use and drug activity. Mm-hmm. So the owner knew the case was just eventually dropped. Because I'm sure that would be very difficult to prove. I at was that thinking point. that too. Yeah. A year ago. In February of 2020, the reward money was that, I guess, Subway had started. I don't know how much yeah. they even donated, but it was increased. So the total amount for reward money now is $12,000. There have been other su- suspicious murders of teens in Littleton following so- the murder of Stephanie and Nick. But they just like weren't able to actually connect any other murders with the one with Stephanie and Nick's murder. And there just seems to be a lot of kids getting killed in this town. Yeah. And it almost is like the Columbine. Kind of set something off. Yeah. And I know there's other areas where it's like there's a suicide of one person. And then suddenly like it starts snowballing. Like it gets something in these kids' heads. Yeah. It gets something in their head and then almost like immune to it. Like immune to the violence or. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just set off this like toxic environment i guess and it's really sad especially because there are no answers and mm-hmm. although it's like frustrating we want would like some answers and yeah. we want to keep this case alive and any others that are unsolved yeah and- this wasn't a case that when i was researching Valentine's Day murders. <laughs> Google. Which is, my Google searches <laughs> oh, are yeah. like, uh, like if somebody looked into day, it, they'd she... be like, what is wrong with mm-hmm. this psycho? <laughs> but I hadn't heard about this murder a long, In long time ago. Or, yeah. yeah. But it, I don't know. It hasn't, I haven't come across it like recently. So it's always good to kind of revive some of these unsolved mm-hmm. cases. We wanted want to hear what you have to yeah what you think about this case and what you think might have happened yeah what are your guys's theories maybe you grew up in this town if you have any of your own theories we'd love to hear because uh, this one I just don't know I just yeah. don't know who could possibly have have anything against these two kids yeah. And so please write in and tell us your thoughts. And you can do that at murdersisterspod at gmail.com. 
MurderSistersPOD at gmail.com. And thank you yeah, for listening. for listening and continuing to tune in every week and support us. Mm-hmm. Again, please subscribe and share our podcast with anyone that you think might be interested in listening Or to even us. people who aren't, you think might not be interested and maybe yeah, they'll be interested. Maybe they will. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day. Bye. Bye.